Welcome into the Degenerate Gambler, your sports gambling podcast. I'm Robert Ash, the host of the Degenerate Gambler. This podcast brought to you by Anchor.fm, the easiest way to make a podcast. We got five NFL bets for you on this Sunday, the ninth day of December 2022. We also have four college basketball games for you uh, this evening as well. And uh, we're going to do the national championship game uh, between Alabama and Georgia set for Monday night. We're going to do that in this podcast as well. Uh, so there will not be a Monday podcast. We're just going to go ahead and do it all uh, today. And we'll start things off at NRG Stadium in Houston. It is the Houston Texans, 4-12 and overall, 7-9 and against the spread. They host the Tennessee Titans, who are 11-5 and overall, 10-6 and against the number. Uh, Tennessee is a 10-point favorite. The over-under is at 42 and a half. Uh, now, Tennessee's won six of the last ten meetings overall with Houston. The two teams have split their last ten meetings against the spread at five wins apiece. Tennessee is 10-5 and five against the spread in their last 15 games, 6-14 and 14 against the spread in their last 20 against Houston, 6-3 and three against the spread in their last nine games against AFC opponents. For Houston, they're 2-4 and four against the spread in their last six games, 5-2 and two against the spread in their last seven games against AFC South Division opponents, Three and six against the spread in their last nine games played in the month of January. Now, picking college, uh, picking the NFL games uh, for today were very difficult because uh, we really don't know who's going to play and how much they're going to play. But this is a game uh, I believe the Tennessee Titans need to win to secure the number one seed after uh, Kansas City uh, was able to hold off Denver on uh, Saturday night. So I expect the Titans to play their guys. They won't play Derrick Henry. They have taken him off the um, injured reserve list, uh, but they are not expected to play him today. They should get Julio Jones back from the COVID list as well. Now, Tennessee is a uh, 10-point favorite in this one. And as of this moment, uh, 61% of the money. And uh, let me find them here. Uh, 61% of the money coming in on the Titans. 54% of the bets, however, are on the Texans at plus 10. Uh, We're going to take the Texans plus 10 as well. You know, Houston's actually been playing uh, pretty well of late. When you look at uh, what the Titans have done, uh, excuse me, the Texans have done recently, uh, they did have a two-game winning streak snapped by San Francisco last week, uh, 23-7. to But they beat the L.A. Chargers. They beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, you know, they, they beat the Tennessee Titans the first time these two teams met in Nashville. <coughs> Excuse me. So I think Houston can keep this close. Uh, I think the Titans will do enough to win. I, I don't think the Titans are going to be really threatened in this game. But I can see a backdoor cover type of situation. So we're going to take the Houston Texans. We'll take the 10 points uh, at home against the Tennessee Titans. All right, next up we go to TIAA Bank Stadium in uh, Jacksonville. The Jacksonville Jaguars, 2-14 and 14 overall, 4-12 and 12 against the spread. They're going to host the Indianapolis Colts, who are 9-7 overall, 10-6 and 6 against the number. Indianapolis is a 15-point favorite in this one. The over-under is at 44. These two teams have split their last 10 meetings overall at five wins apiece. Jacksonville, 8-1-1 one one against the spread in their last 10 against Indianapolis. Um, Indianapolis 9-4 against the spread in their last 13 games. 
Indianapolis actually won 11 and 1 against the spread in their last 13 against Jacksonville. Indianapolis is 6 0 against the spread in their last six games on the road, but 0 5 against the spread in their last five games while playing at Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville 0 7 against the spread in their last seven, uh, 0 5 against the spread in their last five, um, and uh, 5 0 against the spread in their last five games at home against Indianapolis. Now, as you look at the uh, injury list for the uh, Colts, it looks like um, Xavier Rhodes is going to be out. It looks like um, Devontae Buckner is questionable. Um, uh, Paris Campbell, probable. Uh, so they're kind of sitting in their same situation they've been sitting in the last couple of weeks. Uh, on the Jacksonville side, uh, Hoshanazi is out. Carlos Hyde is out. Uh, Shaq Griffin is probable coming off the COVID list. Uh, DJ Chark on injury reserve. Uh, you know, outside of getting uh, James Robinson out, the running back, as well. Uh, so really, outside of getting uh, Shaq Griffin back, they're going to be in the same situation they've been in in, in the last couple of weeks as well. Uh, now, again, Indianapolis is a 15-point favorite in this one. Uh, the Colts uh, need the win to secure a playoff berth. They could fall out of the playoff picture with a loss and some other things happening. They are coming off a 23-20 loss to Las Vegas last week, which had snapped a three-game winning streak. Now, Jacksonville's lost eight in a row. They got housed by New England a week ago, 50-10. to uh, And I think that's a lot of the reason why the spread is 15. Uh, Indian, by the way, Indianapolis, uh, 60% of the, uh, of the money is coming in on the uh, Colts. And also 67% of the bets coming in on the Colts as well. But I think this is kind of an overreaction uh, to what happened to Jacksonville last week. I think the spread is too high at 15. Uh, I feel comfortable taking Jacksonville in the 15 points in this one. Um, and it has, again, more to do with the fact I think this is an overreaction uh, to uh, the uh, beating they took from New England a week ago. Uh, Indianapolis isn't New England. Uh, I think Jacksonville will play well at home in their final home game. And uh, I don't think they'll win the game. I think Indianapolis does win the game. Uh, but I think uh, Jacksonville keeps it close. So we'll take Jacksonville. We'll take the 15 points against the Indianapolis Colts. All right. We got a couple of big ones we're on next. Uh, this is a big game uh, for the Los Angeles Rams and the San Francisco 49ers at SoFi Stadium in L.A. The Rams are 12-4 and overall, 8-8 eight eight against the spread. San Francisco, 9-7 overall, 8-8 eight eight against the number. Uh, as of right now, the Rams are a 4.5-point favorite in this one. The over-under is at 44.5. San Francisco's won 7 of the last 10 meetings overall with the Rams. San Francisco, 7-3 against the spread in those last 10 meetings as well. Now, the Niners are 6-2 against the spread in their last 8 games overall. 4-1 against the spread in their last 5 against the Rams. Four and one against the five in their in their last five games at the LA Rams. Four and two against the spread in their last six games against NFC opponents. Rams four and one against the spread in their last five games. One and four against the spread in their last five games at home against San Francisco. Five and two against the spread in their last seven games against NFC West division opponents. Now San Francisco still has a ton of injuries. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo questionable for the game with a thumb injury. They may be going to Trey Lance once again uh, in, in a game that San Francisco has to win. Um, 
The Niners lose. New Orleans beats Atlanta. The Niners are out of the playoffs, and the Saints are in. So this is a big game for them. It's a big game for the Rams as well. The Rams uh, clinch the NFC West in the number two uh, seed with a victory. With a loss, they fall could fall all the way down to the number five. It will fall, actually, down to the number five spot and have to play the Dallas Cowboys in the first round of the playoffs. So it's a big game for both teams. Uh, right now, 68% of the money and 63% of the bets are on the Niners at plus four and a half. I'm actually going to take the Rams and give up the points. I think the Rams are the better team than San Francisco. Uh, I think the Rams desperately want to uh, to get that um, NFC West Division title at number two uh, overall seed. And I think that factors into this as well. The Rams also want to avenge a 31-10 loss to San Francisco back on November 15th. Uh, so I think that factors into this as well. Uh, the Rams have won five straight. San Francisco's won three of its last four coming into this. Uh, should be a good one. I'm going to take the Rams. I'll give up the four and a half points um, as they uh, travel, or excuse me, as they host the San Francisco 49ers. Now, the other big game at 425 or 325, depending on where you're at in the East or Central time zone, um, Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons, 79 overall, 6-9-1 and one against the spread. They're going to host the New Orleans Saints, who are 8-8 eight eight overall, 8-8 eight eight against the number. New Orleans is a 3.5-point favorite in this one. The over-under is at 40. New Orleans has won six of the last 10 meetings overall with Atlanta. New Orleans 7-3 against the spread in those last 10 meetings. New Orleans also 6-2 against the spread in their last eight against Atlanta. 5-1 against the spread in their last six games at Atlanta. Meanwhile, for the Falcons, they're 1-6 against the spread in their last seven games at home. 1-5 against the spread in their last six games while hosting New Orleans. Uh, and uh, New Orleans situation, Cam Jordan out indefinitely with COVID-19. Mel, uh, Mar, uh, uh, Melvin Ingram, uh, the second, uh, uh, excuse me, Mark Ingram, the running back. Uh, knee injury, he is questionable but expected to play uh, in this one. Uh, the quarterback situation, of course, uh, will be of, uh, of, of key to this one. It looks like Taysom Hill is not on the injury list or the COVID list, so it looks like he will probably get the start in this game against Atlanta. Now, these are two teams that do not like each other. Uh, New Orleans lost to Atlanta back on November 7th, 27-25 at home, so they're going to want to get a little bit of revenge. You know, in a Saints win, as I mentioned earlier, Saints win, coped with a Niners loss. The Saints make the playoffs as the number seven seed. Philadelphia jumps up to the number six spot. Uh, but with a loss or a San Francisco win, the Niners get the playoff berth. They will be the, be the number six seed with the Niners uh, if they make it to the playoffs. Again, uh, three and a half point favorites are the uh, Saints in this one. Let me make sure that spread hasn't changed. Nope, three and a half it is. Um, now, right now, 60% of the uh, money is coming in on the Falcons. And for some reason, oh, there they are. And 58% of the bets coming in on the Falcons as well. Uh, I'm actually going to take the Saints and give up the points. I think the Saints do win this game. I think they cover the three-and-a-half-point spread. These are two teams that don't like each other, so I expect Atlanta to be all out uh, to try to 
keep uh, New Orleans from making the playoffs. But I think the Saints have enough, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I think that's where the Saints win this game. The Saints are pretty good on the defensive side. They're missing Cam Jordan. That's going to that's gonna hurt a little bit. Uh, but uh, their defense, the Saints, that is, has been uh, – the team has been the one side of the ball that's really kept them in games this season. You know, they're fourth uh, in the league against the run. They're fourth in total defense, you know, going against an Atlanta offense that can't run the ball uh, and can't score. So I kind of like that the, that combination when it comes to these two teams. So I'm going to take New Orleans. I'll give up the three and a half points at Atlanta. All right, our final NFL bet of the day. Uh, will take place at Allegiant Stadium in uh, Las Vegas. The Las Vegas Raiders, 9-7 overall, 7-9 against the spread, host the Los Angeles Chargers, 9-7 overall, 8-8 against the number, and a winner makes the playoffs, loser stays home game, barring an Indianapolis upset. Now, the only way both these teams can make the playoffs is Indianapolis getting upset by Jacksonville, and these two teams can both make the playoffs if they play to a tie. Uh, and I don't think that's going to be the case for either one of these teams, even if Indianapolis loses. So this is basically going to be a playoff game uh, with the winner going home, the loser, or excuse me, the loser going home, the winner, uh, making it to the AFC playoffs. Right now, the Rams, I make that the Chargers, are a three-point favorite. The over-under is at 49 uh, the Chargers have won six of the last ten meetings against the Raiders. Chargers have covered in six of those last ten meetings as well. Uh, the Chargers eight and four against the spread in their last twelve against Las Vegas. Five and one against the spread in their last six games playing at Vegas. Two and six against the spread in their last eight games against AFC opponents. On the um, Raiders side, they're three and six against the spread in their last nine games. Two and five against the spread in their last seven games played at home. Um, and now it looks like the Chargers are going to be fairly healthy coming into this matchup. Uh, the Raiders, on the other hand, uh, Cameron Hayward Jr., the cornerback, is questionable with an ankle injury, expected to play. Darren Waller, the tight end, is listed as questionable, and it's still a game-time decision whether the tight end uh, for the Raiders are, is able to play uh, coming into this one. Uh, you've got a couple of guys uh, on the COVID list as well. That includes uh, Carl Nassib, the linebacker. Uh, he is questionable to come off the uh, COVID list, but uh, right now is questionable uh, for that. Josh Jacobs, the running back, is probable, so he should play for the Raiders in this one. All right, at the moment, 56% of the money, 58% of the bets coming in on the Chargers, minus three. Uh, we're going to ride the Chargers minus three as well. I think the Chargers are the better team. Now, these two teams, when they met earlier this season, let me see if I can find that. Um, uh, let me get the whole game log loaded up. They only loaded up the last 10 games, so let me try it this way. All right. When, the Ve when Vegas played the Rams, that was... Actually, excuse me, Vegas played the Chargers. That was back on October 4th. It was the Chargers at home beating Vegas 28-14 to in their last meeting. I still like the Chargers in this one. I think they are the better team. I think uh, they'll make the playoffs with a big win on the road against Las Vegas. 
All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll do our four college basketball bets, and we'll do the college football national championship game between Alabama and Georgia. We'll do that in just a moment. This is The Degenerate Gambler. Welcome back into The Degenerate Gambler, your sports gambling podcast. We got our four college basketball games. We'll start with um, the game at Assembly Hall in Bloomington, Indiana. The Indiana Hoosiers, 11-3 overall, 9-5 against the spread. They host the Minnesota Golden Gophers, who are 10-2 overall, 6-6 six six against the number. Indianapolis is an, or excuse me, Indiana is an 11.5 point favorite in this one. The over-under is at 131.5. Indiana's won 8 of the last 10 meetings overall with Minnesota. Indiana's covered in 7 of those last 10 meetings as well. Meanwhile, Minnesota 1-4 against the spread in their last 5 games. 1-6 against the spread in their last 7 games against Indiana. 1-5 against the spread in their last 6 games played in January. For Indiana, they're 4-1 against the spread in their last 5 games. 7-0 against the spread in their last 7 games at home. 7-2 against the spread in their last 9 games played on a Sunday. Now, Minnesota's coming off a loss on uh, Tuesday uh, to Illinois, 76-53 to in a game that really wasn't all that close. Uh, Indiana, however, coming off a huge win on Thursday uh, at home against Ohio State, 67-51. So both teams coming off big games, one coming off a win, one coming off a loss. Uh, you look at Minnesota's schedule, they beat Michigan, which isn't very good, but that's their best win on their uh, resume so far. Excuse me, so far. Indiana's got a win over Ohio State, a win over Notre Dame uh, on their on their schedule to this point. So they got a couple of big wins at the very least uh, coming into this one. This was a tough one with Indiana being an 11.5-point favorite against a Minnesota team that I don't think is that bad. Uh, but I'm going to go Hoosiers and give up the 11.5 points. I just think Indiana's playing better basketball right now, and I think that matters. The fact they're at home, I think that matters as well. Um, I think when you put those two things together, I think the right play is the Indiana Hoosiers. So we will go Indiana uh, and give up the 11.5 points at home against uh, Minnesota. All right, next up we go to Boulder, Colorado and the CU Event Center. The Colorado Buffaloes, 10-3 overall, 3-8-2 against the spread. Going to host the Washington Huskies, who are 6-6 six and six overall, 5-7 and seven against the number. Colorado is an 8.5-point favorite in this one. The over-under is 138.5. Washington's won 7 of the last 10 meetings overall with Colorado. Washington's covered in 6 of those 10 meetings as well. Huskies are 6-2 and two against the spread in their last 8 against Colorado. 6-1 and one against the spread in their last 7 road games. 4-2 and two against the spread in their last 6 games played at Colorado. Now for Colorado, they're two and four against the spread in their last six games while hosting Washington. Five one and one against the spread in their last seven games played on a Sunday. Washington coming off a 74-68 upset of Utah uh, back on Thursday. That snapped a two-game losing streak for the Huskies. Colorado's won four in a row. That includes a Thursday win over Washington State, 83-78. to you look at these two teams in big wins, neither one has really a big win to speak of. <coughs> Excuse me. Washington's biggest win probably was Thursday against Utah. Um, Colorado's biggest win was probably the Washington State game on Thursday. You might make an argument for the Stanford game back in November. Um, so neither team's 
played a tough schedule. Neither team has a whole lot to show for it in the big win department. Uh, the game being in Boulder, Colorado, an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. I think the altitude is a factor. I think the fact that Colorado is a pretty good team coming off an NCAA tournament berth last year. Washington is still not a very good team, still trying to find itself. Um, I think the play here is Colorado minus eight-and-a-half against Washington. All right, next up, we go to the Value City Arena in Columbus, Ohio. The Ohio State Buckeyes, 9-3 overall, 5-7 against the spread. They're going to host the Northwestern Wildcats, who are 8-4 overall, 5-6 against the number. Ohio State is a 7.5-point favorite. The over-under is at 140. Ohio State's won seven of the last ten meetings overall with Northwestern. Ohio State 6-4 against the spread in those last ten meetings. Northwestern 1-4 against the spread in their last five. 3-6 against the spread in their last nine against Ohio State. 2-5 against the spread in their last seven games. 1-4 against the spread in their last five games against Big Ten opponents. Ohio State 5-2 against the spread in their last seven games against Big Ten opponents. 6-14 against the spread in their last 20 games played on a Sunday. Seth Towns, uh, Justin Suing, both still out for Ohio State. Northwestern looks to be good to go on the injury front in this one. Uh, Northwestern's lost two in a row. They got beat Wednesday by Penn State, 74-70. Ohio State got blasted Thursday at Indiana, 67-51. That's not what was a five-game winning streak. Ohio State has some big wins on the season. They've beaten Wisconsin uh, by 18. They beat Duke, 71-66. They beat Seton Hall by three, 79-76. So they got some big wins uh, so far this season. And their losses are the three teams that are probably going to make the NCAA tournament in Xavier, Florida, and Indiana. Uh, Northwestern, their biggest win is probably Maryland back on December 5th. They beat them 67 to 61. Northwestern really hasn't played a tough schedule. Ohio State has played quite a few uh, uh, tough teams to this point. They're sitting as a seven and a half point favorite at home. Uh, I think they're going to come out swinging in this one. Uh, I kind of feel sorry for Northwestern. I think Ohio State blows them out. Uh, after what happened to Ohio State uh, to Indiana on Thursday, I think that's a wake up call. Uh, there's just too much talent on that Ohio State side. Uh, I think for Northwestern to handle, I'll, I'll take Ohio State. I'll give up these seven and a half points uh, against uh, Northwestern. And our last bet stays in the Big Ten, and uh, this game will take place at the Xfinity Center in College Park, Maryland. Maryland Terrapins, 8-6 overall, 5-9 against the spread, host the Wisconsin Badgers, 12-2 overall, 9-5 against the number. Wisconsin, a one-point favorite, make that a one-and-a-half-point favorite, uh, and the over-under is at 134. Wisconsin is 6-4 and four against Maryland in their last 10 meetings overall and against the spread. Wisconsin 8-3 and three against the spread in their last 11 games. 6-3 and three against the spread in their last 9 against Maryland. 5-2 and two against the spread in their last 7 games played in January. Maryland 5-10 and ten against the spread in their last 15 games overall. 5-2 uh, and two against the spread in their last 7 games played on a Sunday. 4-13-1 against the spread in their last 18 games played at home. Wisconsin, winners of four straight, nine of their last 10. Lone loss in that stretch. December 11th to Ohio State, 73-55. They're coming off an 87-78 pasting of Iowa. 
in a game on Thursday that wasn't as close as the final score indicated. Wisconsin, big wins. Iowa, they beat Purdue uh, back on Monday, 74-69 at Purdue, by the way. Uh, they got wins over another one over Indiana win. They got a win over Marquette. Uh, they beat St. Mary's. They beat in Houston. Wisconsin's beaten some very good teams so far this season. Uh, meanwhile, Maryland's lost two in a row. That includes a Thursday loss to Illinois, 76-64. Uh, Maryland's best win is the win over Florida by two in New York City back on December 12th. Uh, and they do own a win over Richmond. And that's really been it for Maryland so far this season. Wisconsin, a one-and-a-half point favorite in this one. I think that spreads way too low. I really like Wisconsin uh, giving up the point-and-a-half in this one. Uh, the Badgers have uh, have better shooting. They have better defense than what Maryland uh, can provide or what Maryland does provide. Maryland's not a very good shooting team. Uh, Maryland's not a very good defensive team as well. Uh, when you look at Maryland's uh, shooting, they're 256th in the country in shooting at this point in time uh, on the season. Uh, meanwhile, they're going against a Wisconsin defense uh, that's not as good as, as their defenses have been in, in years past. Um, they are 184th in field goal percentage defense at 42%, but that's what Maryland shoots at 42%. So I just don't see how that uh, – I just don't see how Maryland scores enough uh, to beat a Wisconsin team that's averaging about 72 points per game, which for Wisconsin is a pretty high number. Uh, I'm going to take the Badgers, a team that's played some good teams, some really good teams, and beaten some really good teams uh, at home, excuse me, at on the road at Maryland. And that leads us to our national championship game. Uh, taking place in Indianapolis as we stay, I guess, in Big Ten country. It is going to be, as soon as I bring it up, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, 13-1 overall, 8-6 against the spread. They're going to host the, I I shouldn't say host, they're going to play the Georgia Bulldogs, who are 13-1 overall, 9-5 against the number. Georgia does come in as a a 2.5-point favorite. The over-under is at 52 and a half. Alabama's won seven of the last 10 meetings overall with Georgia. Georgia 5-4-1 and one against the spread in those last 10 meetings. The over-under, the over has gone over in nine of the last 10 meetings between Georgia and Alabama. Just to give you an idea. All right, for Georgia and Alabama, the under has hit in seven of the last 10 games involving Georgia. Uh, also, uh, the unders hitting five of the last seven games involving Georgia in games they played in the month of January. And the overs hitting four of the last five Georgia games played on a Monday. Alabama, the unders hitting four of the last six games for the Crimson Tide. The overs hitting nine of the last ten games against Georgia for Alabama. Uh, the over, again, of four of the last five for Alabama against East Division opponents. The overs hitting 11 of Alabama's last 15 games played in January. Alabama is 5-1 against the spread in their last six games as an underdog. It looks like both teams are going to be coming into this game uh, pretty much close to full strength. Alabama's going to be missing John Mechie, their starting wide receiver. He's out with an ACL injury. Um, and that's really it other than some uh, some backup guys having some bumps and bruises. Doesn't look like um, 
it looks like both teams will be about as healthy as could possibly be outside of John Mechie coming into this one. Uh, we look at um, the numbers right now, 72% of the money and 63% of the bets are coming in on Alabama plus two and a half. Um, and on the over-under, 79% of the money is coming in on the over as well. We're going to do a three-for-one on this one because I'm not betting against Nick Saban as an underdog. So I'm taking Alabama plus two-and-a-half, taking Alabama on the money line, and the money line right now is at plus 115. And I'm going to take the under 52-and-a-half in this game. I think this game becomes more of a defensive battle, uh, more so than the last time when these two teams met uh, less than a month ago. I should say over a month ago, just over a month ago when uh, the over hit on 65, or make that uh, 66, no, 65, I was right, math is hard, Um, 65 with with the Alabama 41-24 victory, I think the fact that Georgia is a favorite plays in Alabama's hands, because if you're Nick Saban, you saw that spread, you go back to your team, what do you tell your team? We just blew this team's doors off less than a month ago, and we are an underdog to him. You talk about not having respect. He can play that no respect card uh, and actually has some validation to it in this game, and I think that is huge. I'm not sure what Georgia can do differently than they did against Alabama the first time. On the defensive side, maybe they can stunt, stunt a little bit, maybe confuse the offensive line, but I'm not sure that... They're going to. I'm not sure they're going to go away from what they do. I I have not seen anything in Kirby Smart's DNA as the coach at Georgia that tells me he's going to go away from what his teams do. And until I see that, I'm not going to believe it. So we're going three for one in this one. We're taking Alabama plus two and a half. We're taking Alabama on the money line at plus one fifteen. We're taking the under fifty two and a half in this game. I think the final score is going to be something like. Uh, 24, 21, 27, 24. Either way, those are under the 52 and a half. So we are going to do just that. Actually, it's the under is 52. It's dropped a half a point because I think people are leaning on that under as well. But we're still going to stick to it at 52. 27, 24 is 51. That's kind of what I think the final score is going to be. I think Alabama wins. I think Alabama wins the national championship. And Georgia continues to hear about the year 1980. Uh, for at least one more year. With that, we'll wrap up the podcast for today. We do thank you for listening. Remember, you can uh, to rate and subscribe to the podcast. You can do so at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And until Tuesday, this is The Degenerate Gambler.